0: You are listening to the Nature Nurtured Podcast. This is the podcast where we go for a walk and talk about life. I'm your host, Angie. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. Hello everyone, this is Angie, host of the Nature Nurtured podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Right now I am out and about. I'm down in the timber, kind of down by the creek. It's low enough now where I can get down here without having to take a swim. And it's just kind of nice to watch the water kind of trickling over the rocks in this very kind of shallow spot that I'm standing in. And I can hear the birds and the sun is shining. It's about 70 degrees out still. And it's just, it's so nice. And just another reminder that spring really is here. And I've seen other little reminders like people around here do controlled pasture burns. And just looking out on the horizon in the evenings and seeing these pockets of Smoke coming up from various pastures, and then as it gets dark, being able to see kind of that orange red glow on the horizon. And uh, it's just definitely this marker that spring is here because that's definitely something that people do here, usually the end of March or into the month of April. And if you're not from here, the purpose of that is to burn off that old dead grass so that the new green growth can come in and it's, it's really good for the cattle grazing. So if you're not from here, that's, that's why they do that. But it's, it's quite the sight here in Northeast Kansas at this time of year to witness the pastures being burned. There's just something about watching a pasture fire that, you know, is like safe and under control and just watching the power of that fire. But then I don't, I know it's just kind of, it's pretty, Like I really do enjoy it, especially at night. It's really, really neat to see. So I've been enjoying that. And then, you know, it's funny. Um, just, I've noticed that the dandelions are popping up and I know as adults, we see those and we, and a lot of people think, oh, I need to get the roundup out, but I am in the school of, I don't really see those as a weed. I mean, Yes, there was a time in my earlier adult life that I suppose, yes, I would have thought that those were kind of a pest or a weed or whatever, but now I'm like, man, those are so medicinal I mean the I drink a I have this drink that has like dandelion root and chicory that I really enjoy it kind of I think has a taste like coffee. I don't love coffee." Um, but I do really enjoy this drink and I, I have it, um, every morning and evening, but it has dandelion in it. And I know that there's just so much n- amazing nutrient, nutri- nutritive value in the dandelion. And I think they're pretty to look at. They look like little sunshines and, um, they remind me of being a kid. And I know that the greens, I mean, I think they're bitter, but you can put them in a salad and eat those. And I think, I mean, I remember reading, um, books. I think this particular one that I'm thinking of was set in Norway. And I just remember the, the women and children being so excited when they would see those first greens popping up, those dandelion greens, and they would collect them and take them home. And that was really the first greens that they'd had, since last summer. I mean, you know, people canned their vegetables, but they weren't getting the fresh greens once there was that first frost. And so, or the first hard freeze, I guess. So seeing those, I mean, that was like, oh, salad. Yes, finally. So exciting. And I think, um, you know, even... I think some adults like myself, I mean, we see the value in the dandelion and we don't want to immediately go get the, the weed killer out. Um, but I think kids see the value in the dandelion. I mean, that's like, a showing a sign of friendship or love for somebody is to pick those dandelions and, and give them to mom or grandma or a teacher. I mean, I can't think of how many dandelion and clover bouquets were brought in from all the recess times uh, as I was teaching. And then, you know, even as a kid bringing those in for my teachers, I think it's just this sign of like, it's almost the end of the school year. The kids are bringing in dandelions. It's just so, it just definitely is a vibe, the dandelion flower and how kids see that as something beautiful. They like to make things out of them. And of course, um, I remember taking that flower, man, you can like rub all that yellow, like kind of paint it on your shoes. You can paint it on your arms and your legs and your face. I don't know what it is about kids and like wanting to paint themselves yellow with the dandelions, but I think every kid who's come into contact with a dandelion has definitely done that. I think it's just an innate childhood thing you know and and that is so typical of the behavior of a child you know seeing these things in nature and then making them part of creative or make-believe play and whether that's with sticks and rocks and mud and making like potions um, and puddles or skipping rocks or throwing rocks or picking the flowers and making chains and all these things. I mean, kids can make like a, well, they can make items from nature into toys so easily. I mean, they are so creative and they're so just present and they're not afraid to just do what feels good and do what, you know, just comes to mind. And so that just, seeing the dandelion, out in my yard just really brought me back to childhood and that made me think that that's what I wanted to talk about this week on this episode today is just this inner child that needs to be reconnected with. And you know, winter and fall is a great time to do the shadow work part of this and do just shadow work in general, because there is, there are harder things about doing inner child work. There are those things that you have to look at that were tough about your childhood. And I think, you know, winter and fall are a really nice time to handle those heavier topics, the shadow work kinds of things, because it's just that colder, darker, heavier time of year. And and I think we are just more ready for it than it's, we slow down enough to be able to give it our attention. It's a very reflective um, time. It's a great time to really kind of do some ancestral work as well. Just, I think, the lack, or the, I don't want to say lack of sunlight, because we do have sunlight here during the winter months, but it's just not as much, and so we're inside more, and so I think it just gives us time, and I've talked about that a lot, um, last fall and winter about how it is such a good time to do that because then we can also kind of like nourish ourselves with the warm foods and the cozy blankets and the candles and all of that. Those two things really go nicely hand in hand, doing the shadow work and then really being gentle with yourself and doing those self-care things that are just nice and cozy. But then spring comes back and I don't know about you, but it's like okay, it's time to play. It's time to get outside. It's time to go explore. It's time to get my hands in the dirt. It's just, I don't know. It's just this relief of like the sun is back. It's getting warm. Things are blooming. Things are getting green. There's just this excitement in the air. And I think most people feel it if they allow themselves to. And so to me, spring and summer is a such a great time to connect with the inner child. And in a way of like, Playfulness and curiosity, and just doing those things that you love to do as a kid, or maybe you wished you could have done as a kid, but really just tending to that little inner kiddo and being like, What do you want to do? What do you want to do today? And I know we still have to go to work and have our adult responsibilities. If you're a parent, you have to do the parenting things, you have to go to the kid activities and you have to do the chore kind of stuff, the laundry and the dishes and the vacuuming and the, all the things. I know. But I feel like with the days being longer daylight hours, we can sneak in some time outside. I think it's a really nice way to play and really get in touch with that inner child is to find those little pockets of time where we can be outside and just play and just do things that feel good. And you know, kind of in honor of that I just a week or so ago decided to stop wearing my Apple Watch. I know that sounds like a weird thing but here's how it relates. I was finding myself worried about how long it was taking me to run a certain distance, how many, I don't know if it's steps or calories or whatever it was counting during the day. I was paying too much attention to that. And so I just stopped wearing it because I'm like, you know what? I am going outside in the morning. I'm connecting with nature. I'm also doing a nice thing for my body by exercising, getting some fresh air, getting that sunlight on my face first thing because now it's it's back in the morning where it's not. I'm not running or walking completely in the dark anymore. And I just thought, you know what, Angie, just enjoy that. Quit putting like parameters or like, I don't know, rules around what you're doing. Like who cares how long it takes you to do your run or your walk or whatever. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't. Like I do check what time it is because I do have to like keep moving in the morning, but I don't need my watch to dictate to me every little detail of my day. Now, do I find myself sometimes still trying to check it for like what time it is or what the temperature is outside? Yes, I do miss I do miss that. Um but I just I I just felt like it was really making the time I was spending outside and wanting to really connect and enjoy, it was robbing the joy because it was putting pressure on where there doesn't need to be pressure. I'm not training for anything. I'm just outside, you know, getting in a little bit of movement and sunshine and fresh air. And why get bogged down in measurable kinds of things? I mean, it just seemed silly. So in honor of my inner child, I have not put on the Apple Watch again. And maybe I won't. That thing, I don't even know how many years I've had it. My oldest was probably in 7th or 8th grade and he's in college now, so it's, it's seen its time. So if I don't ever put it back on again, I won't feel bad about that because it's, it's had a good life. So, and you know what, I may be able to bring, bring it back into my world, but it was seeming a little unhealthy and like it was stealing my joy a little bit. And so I put it away. Um, and I know that's just kind of a random, kind of a silly thing, but just look for those kinds of ways to connect with your inner child. Like do things that don't that aren't like a means to an end or that don't have like another motive behind it. Like nothing that can be measured or judged or I don't know. Um, that, you know, that that wouldn't have like results of any kind that isn't like necessarily a competition or anything like that. Just do things just for the joy. I think our inner child loves that. Yes, our inner child also does love some healthy competition sometimes. Not everybody's, but sometimes. But I think a lot of times it escalates really quickly into not being so fun, you know, when we, when things get too competitive. So, um, I think doing things just for the sheer joy of doing them. And so like, I don't know, some examples of that, like, going on a day trip and just kind of going where you want to go. I mean, making sure, of course, that you have enough gas in your tank and that you have, you know, water with you and some snacks or whatever, and just drive if you can. I know gas is a little bit expensive and maybe that's a little bit of an irresponsible thing, but you don't even have to go very far. Just go and then get out and explore the area where you are. And, you know, just not have to have a plan or like a schedule Just kind of go on a whim. I think that's a really nice way to tap in. Um, Getting outside and hiking or biking or skating or running and doing it just for fun. Not to get the miles in. Not to burn the calories or whatever. You know what? Those things are going to happen anyway. When you're out there having fun, that's a natural thing that happens as a side effect, I guess. The doing of it is where the joy is. And just following the curiosity and like doing those things, but not feeling tied to results. So like going for a walk or run, but like piddling around out in nature and like looking at the trees and looking at the flowers and, you know, skipping rocks for a little bit or wading in a stream or whatever. I mean, just being so like childlike in that activity. Same thing if you're, you know, maybe you're rollerblading or skating or whatever you're doing, um, biking. Get off the bike, take the skates off, go off the beaten path a little bit, get your bare feet in the grass if you can and like see what's see what's out there. And I know with skating, of course, you're you have to be on some kind of, close to some kind of cement or asphalt or something. But if you're in a park, take a break for a minute and go, you know, see what else there is to see without your skates on if you can. Um, You know, put the bike down and just walk around a little bit and go piddle around down in the water with a stick. You know, like little kids do when they're making their little potions after it rains and there's, you know, you add in the mud and the grass and and the little wildflowers. And, you know, I know that's what I remember doing that as a kid and calling it a potion and it's just such an innate thing. Nobody taught me to do that. You know, you just do it and it's and it's great. Um and that reminds me, one of my friends, she has found somebody on TikTok that does this exact thing. And it's so funny because she had shared that and I'm like, "Oh my gosh. That's a great way to connect with inner child and I think a lot of us kind of do that anyway, but like knowing how good that is for you, I think is an extra bonus. So this person that she follows is it, on TikTok, it's um, Nova's Adventures. And she's kind of a hoot. Um, but like, it's like, yes, this is what we need to do more of. And, you know, not always worry about getting in the mileage and burning the calories and, and getting from A to B. Um, just really getting lost in the moment, following the curiosity, connecting in with nature. You know, it's just, it's so good for the soul. And it really makes that inner kiddo super, super happy. And it really fills your cup up so that, you know, if you do that on a Saturday afternoon, you know, your your week is probably going to go a lot better because you've done that for yourself. And it really just kind of unwinds those tight nerves and muscles and allows for you your body just to kind of reset. So yeah, I mean, and other ways to connect with the inner child. I mean, it's really like the sky's the limit. Like whatever feels super good to you is what I would suggest. But I mean, outside is always great. Like if you could go fishing or play catch with someone or shoot baskets with somebody and all of those things being like, not necessarily a competition, but just enjoying the activity itself, um, reading outside, like in a hammock or on a blanket in, in the grass. I mean, that feel, I think that feels great because especially if you can be on the ground, um, that's, you know, diffusing that tense energy into the earth. I mean, the earth loves to take that for you. So I always think, you know, let her do that because she can handle it and she can kind of disperse all of that tension and stress, and transmuted into into good vibes back into our body. So um I love to lay out in the yard and and read if I can get out there without cats bothering me or dogs being up in my face or or whatever. Um I know I super enjoy that. Um I don't know sidewalk chalk, painting, coloring. I mean, taking those things outside I mean, if you can't, if you have to be inside, that's fine too. Anytime you can really just connect in with that inner child in any kind of creative play, um, creative like body movement, dance. Um, yeah, I think all of that is just super, super good for us. So I don't know, look for ways, look for ways to just be a kid. And connect in with that energy again. Because sometimes we didn't get to do that. You know, if we had to kind of grow up quick. Or be responsible for younger siblings really early on in life. Or for parents who maybe didn't take very good care of themselves. Or us. If we had to kind of step into those roles of responsibility early. The more you can connect with that little kiddo inside of you that didn't get to be a kid and you get to bring the play to them it is so good it's so good it really brings so so much healing and for those of us who that wasn't the case like we had fabulous childhoods where we got to be a kid for as long as we wanted and it felt super good and wholesome and wonderful um your adult Likes that too. You know, you're you still can make that inner child happy even if they had a a nice childhood. It's still good to tap in because our adult selves miss that. We we crave that energy. We just don't often know that that's why we maybe feel grumpy or just kind of stressed. It's like that's those are signs that yeah, we need to we need to eke out some time to. To connect and just be a kid and not have like all these parameters put around everything and not let just these outward, worldly, earthly parameters like fence us in and put all these stipulations on our lives. Like letting all of that go for an afternoon and just being curious and following that curiosity, following that joy is just so so good, so like I said, spring and summer it is time it is now is is the best time I feel like I mean, you can do it all year round, but it just is a very natural energy, I think right now, so if you're feeling it, go with it. If you haven't felt that in a really long time, do your best to tap into it. I think sometimes just doing something that you know you would enjoy, even if it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have time for this. I'm really not in the mood for it. If you just kind of dip your toe in it and do it, I think all of that opens up and then you you can easily just get into that vibe of just being a kid again. It's, it's just so, so nourishing for our souls, I think. So I would encourage you to definitely use the energy that's just so ripe right now and just Make that inner child just shriek with glee. And I would love to hear the things that you enjoy doing or the things that you've just recently discovered that, you know, really help you connect in with that inner child. The things that just really, really make you happy. I love, love to hear the stories about that. So um, if you want to share, you guys know how to how to reach out to me. Um, you can always email me or if I know you personally, we can have a conversation. So, um, okay. What else besides inner child? I guess the only other thing that I've really been thinking about this week, and this was per a conversation with a friend. Um, if you are somebody who likes to pull an Oracle card or a tarot card once a month, um, or daily, or however you choose to do it, you may notice that sometimes you pull a more challenging card than you would like. Um, Something that just seems to have kind of a negative vibe about it. Now, tarot cards are a little bit... um, there are more of those. Um, there are more challenging cards in those decks for sure. Now the Oracle cards, you can still get some challenging ones, but they're more gentle about those challenges. Um, but regardless, which whatever you use, if you, if you pull something that you feel like is challenging or it's like, Oh no, doom and gloom and all the worries start. And it's like, Oh gosh, is this going to be a bad week, a bad month, a bad day, whatever it is. Um, My advice on that is just see it as an invitation. See it as an invitation to look at something a little bit closer. Because probably if you sit with it for a little bit, there's going to be something that pops in. Your intuition is going to kick in and be like, oh, hey, I think this card is referring to this thing. And so maybe it's something that you haven't wanted to look at about yourself and it just needs a little bit more self-awareness around it or attention around it. Sometimes it's more like, "Hey, I noticed that you're going through this. You're doing a good job." It's almost like an acknowledgment of like, "I know this is hard, but it's kind of like you're you're making it. You're doing it. It's okay." Or if like you've just kind of come out on the other end of that, it's like a, hey, you did it good job kind of thing. So what I would suggest is after any time after you pull a card, if you can just find a way to get quiet, whether that's going for a walk, taking a shower, going for a drive, meditating, you know, whatever it is where you can have some, some space and time to just like. Let your conscious mind kind of take a back seat and let your intuition pop in. I think, you know, if we can give it, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, usually something will pop in, if not right away. Like, if you're not getting anything right away, you've pulled this card and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what this means, but it can't be good. Definitely sit with it um, and, and see what pops in. I'm sure something will, if not the first time you sit with it, I would say if it's something that, if it's your, your card that you pulled for the month, I mean, by, I would say the end of that first week, you're probably going to get some kind of intuition coming through. That's like, Oh, okay. I think this is what it is. But those, you know, spirit, if we choose to use cards as a tool, spirit never wants to scare us or worry us because they want us to be in the moment. They want us to live in the present moment. So they're giving us advice on how to be our best selves, how to be aligned with where we want to be in life, how to be content and joyful and happy, how to move through tough things and get on the other side. They don't want us stuck in the past, ruminating over things that we can't change. They don't want us to be future forecasting and worrying about things that may or may not happen. They really do want us to be in the moment. And so these cards are just a tool for them to kind of be like, hey, here's the vibe or hey, here's a nice place to focus to kind of realign a little bit. Here's something that you could bring some awareness to. So that that's just my advice on, on cards that may be challenging. And, and whether these are cards that you pull just as like a routine pull or it's you have a situation that you're asking for some advice on, either way, um, just take those challenging ones as an invitation to, to just dig a little bit deeper at something that you maybe haven't wanted to look at and just be real gentle with yourself and you know do some good self-care around those those tough things that we do have to dig into sometimes because you know what sometimes I have some really tough cards and last month I did and you know what here I am the next month I got uh, definitely a different set that just a lighter more you know just kind of positive feeling vibe for this month and but you know what last month no, nothing terrible happened. No doom and gloom. You know, everything was fine. Just those things that they were like, Hey, we need to revisit this and we need to look a little bit deeper and from a different angle and check in here. And it just was something that I didn't really want to look at. So, um, but anyway, I did. And I'm sure if I didn't completely go as deep as I needed to, those cards will show back up another time. Um, cause that's how that works. But Anyway, um, and on on this note of cards, um, you know, I've been thinking about different ways to use them. So obviously, you can use them um, if you have a situation that you need some answers on. I mean, always. Um, and I have been just pulling. I have oh three or four decks that I use, and I'll just pull. I'll shuffle the way I usually do. I'll ask. I'll just kind of say. You know, hey, show me the you know the energy that I could be in and focus on that would help me to be the best version of myself. To look into things that need more of my attention. To just really help me be more aligned with who I want to be. That kind of thing. It's like, what? where can I put my attention? What animal spirit is willing to step forward to kind of guide me in this? Because I have an animal deck. And so forth. Just very questions asking about the focus and the vibe and how I can learn and grow and be the best version of myself that those are the kinds of things that I say out loud while I'm doing the shuffling pattern that I always do and then I'll pull the cards from the different decks and then then I will flip them all over and usually they tell me some kind of story they usually relate in some way or I immediately can like look at them and be like okay yes I see how this all connects it's really it's really cool um But anyway, I usually do that at the first of the month and I was kind of thinking, you know what would be kind of neat would be to do this from like new moon to full moon or do a complete moon circle or moon cycle. So pull on the, every full moon, pull on every new moon, um, whichever one of those feels better, or you could do, you know, the bi-monthly of the, the full to the, new or the new to the full, however you want to do it. Or another thing that would be cool would be um, for the astrological season. So when it turns Taurus season to pull a card for for that season. Or another thing that people could do, um, you could do one on the equinox and the solstice throughout the year. So that would give, you know, the summer solstice and the winter solstice and the spring and fall equinoxes you could you could pull and get the vibe for that time um you could even do this with your menstrual cycle if you are somebody who still cycles um you could pull one you know on the first day of your bleed and then kind of see how that month goes i think the month time frame is really nice i mean i do pull a card every day for guidance if i can i don't always do it every day but i try to just for like daily guidance just for a daily focus reminder but I think it's nice to also do the month ones however you choose to do that Um, any of the ways I just mentioned or you know even do the longer ones or I also like to do a year ahead just to kind of get the vibe for the year and then it's neat to go back and look and I went back and looked at the 2022 and I'm like oh yeah I can kind of see how how all that played out now so um The thing is about that is to what I did last year, I was like, oh gosh, I had a really tough card for last December that came up. And I kind of worried about that throughout the year. And then sure enough, December was a shit show for me. And it's like, well, I knew that was coming, but I wish I hadn't have put so much worry into that. So that's kind of the drawback of doing the year ahead spread. You have to really be careful not to like, um, To worry about it if it looks a little rough during some parts of the year. Um, But they're fun to reflect back on. um, And it's just kind of neat to do that. You could do it New Year's Day, you could do it on your birthday for that year of your life. You could do it um, at the beginning of the astrological year, which would be Aries season. So go Aries to Aries or whatever. So however you want to do that. But I just think those longer term. Card pulls are nice, too. I think the month is a really you know those month long ones, however you choose to do it that's a really nice time frame for some self awareness around it, some work that you can do around the things, dig in a little bit um, and do some self reflection and then move on so you don't get too deep into the things, but you're you're able to touch on and reflect for a pretty significant amount of time. Um, before, you know, seeing what other energies want to come in. So I just want to talk a little bit about that because I know I've talked about Oracle cards and and some that I've pulled and and how all that, um, you know, I think I've mostly talked about the ones I pulled for the day and I've shared some of those with you, but I did want to mention some other ways to use them. And if you don't want to use cards at all, that's fine too. I know some people have a little bit of fear and anxiety around those or they still feel like there's, you know, something that you're not supposed to mess with or whatever. And that's fine. But if you are curious, I suggest just, I mean, you can get a deck. I mean, you can get a deck at Barnes and Noble right now. Um, of course online, you can find them any kind of, um, kind of spiritual store would have them, but just, I would just look at the artwork on the decks Oracle cards are a nice jumping off point because, like I said, they're a little bit more gentle, but if you want to step right into Tarot, they have the classic one, the Rider Waite decks, and then they have so many other ones. I like to pick nature-type ones, of course, but um, you do you. I would just kind of look at the imagery, if you can look at the cards uh, or see some sample decks or whatever and um then kind of just get to know it you know cleanse the deck of course too you want to like run those cards through some incense or smoke of some kind um some sage whatever and then you want to keep them in kind of like a private safe place that are you know so the energy on those stay good and connected to you but um yeah, just sit with those cards and like maybe just go through the whole deck once, just one card a day, or maybe you just sit and look through them, read through the book, Um, just really kind of see what there is to offer before you use them, use them, you know, just kind of see what they're about. And then as you feel ready, you'll just naturally kind of pick them up. But of course, no pressure on those. I like to use them. I just feel like they help me um, they just kind of anchor me into a vibe or uh, into something that I need to bring focus to. They're a nice visual for me. Um, I think it's a really easy way for my guides to talk to me. For I, I think, you know, our guides love when we use any kind of tool because sometimes we're hard to talk to because we don't take time um, to be quiet. And we have to get quiet or we can't hear them because they're not going to shout at us unless they're trying to save us from imminent danger because, you know they don't want us to get hurt um and it's not in our plan to like for that to happen they will step in but the day to day stuff you know they I've talked about this before last year in a different episode but they're not going to usually tell us more than once and they're not going to be loud so if they have a message they they like us to to give them the floor a little bit you know to to get quiet and let let them let them kind of talk to us um, and I, I, they're, I say that like, they're not patient with us. I mean, they're super patient, of course. And, and they give us all kinds of signs and symbols. And, and when I said that they don't want to say it twice, I mean, if we've asked and they feel like, okay, I've showed you this every way I can think of, I mean, they're not going to keep, if we're not going to listen, they're not going to, they're not going to let us know, you know, they're going to say, okay, we'll fine. um, we'll wait, they're very, they're very patient in that way because, you know, time doesn't exist for them. So, um, it's different anyway than it is for us. So, so yeah. Oh, and speaking of one more thing, and then I'm going to hop off of here, but so I had an example of listening to intuition. So I still sometimes struggle with, okay, what is a worry popping in and what is an actual message? Because as a mom, Sometimes I'll think about things about my kids and I'm like, okay, I feel like that's got some anxiety around it. That's probably just my humanness worrying about something. I'm sure everything's fine. And it usually is. I mean, I think when it comes in with, it's just kind of like a a calm knowing, that's intuition. But if it's really wrapped up in worry and anxiety, then that's really just our human selves, our human ego getting in the way of things. However, yesterday, my youngest kiddo had an appointment and we had about a 45 minute drive to get there. And I picked him up from school and we left from there. And, oh, it was probably, I don't know, a couple hours before his appointment, I've got this, this little thing came in and like, Hey, bring him water. And I'm like, he always, he has a water bottle. Like that's just me worrying about him not filling up his water at school and, and all that. Cause he always brings a water bottle to school. And every time I've ever picked him up early for this kind of a thing, he always has water in it and it's fine. Like it's not been an issue. And then I got home and I was kind of getting myself around. And again, it's like, Hey, He's going to need some water. And I'm like, again, I was like, he does not need water. Like he really, he really does not need to have that. Like, I just really thought it was my mom brain worrying about things that I didn't need to worry about is what I really did think. I, I was, I, it just felt like that's got to be what that is. Well, then right before I left, it was like, Hey, Lincoln is going to need some water. I'm like, okay, you know what? Fine. Fine. I this is not coming in as anxiety or worry. It's it. It seems like maybe it's. I mean, it took me three times, and I know I said that they don't like to tell you more than once. But apparently, Lincoln's guides really thought that he needed to be having some water. So they somebody was bothering me about it, and so just right before I ran out the door, I didn't even get a water bottle. I just grabbed a cup out of the cabinet. I filled it up about halfway with water. I stuck it in the backseat cup holder. And, and I left and I'm like, you know what? If he already has water, it's not a big deal. We just, you know, we don't need it. And then this way, if he doesn't have it, now he has some. And he gets in the car and shuts the door and he's like, oh good. I didn't bring my water bottle today. I'm glad you brought me water. And I was like, huh? He's like, you must be psychic. And I'm like, well, I don't know about that, but I definitely got the message about three times today that I needed to bring you water. So anyway, he thought that was funny because he's kind of on the fence about all this stuff anyway, but he he thought that was pretty funny that uh, whoever it was, was very persistent that I that I bring him some water, which he did finish. So anyway, I just wanted to share that just as an example of, I'm still, you know, this is how we learn. This is how we learn to decipher these messages and and understand the language of spirit I mean and this was just coming in as like a knowing I didn't see anything I didn't hear anything with my actual human ears it was just like this thought that came in and like I said it took me a couple to realize that you know I guess there's not a lot of emotion wrapped up in this it's coming in fairly calm Maybe it's not just me worrying about this because why would I worry about it? He always has that. So I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, third time's a charm. But anyway, I just wanted to share that just to show you that, hey, I am still trying to work through this as well. It's, it's all, you know, about learning to trust. And you know what? I didn't have anything to lose throwing that cup in the car. So just practice listening. If you if you feel like you still kind of struggle, pay attention to how it feels in your body coming in. Pay attention to if there's anxiety and worry around it or if it's pretty calm um, and just kind of take note and then write these things down. Like, I need to write this down. Like, th- this happened and like, I was right. And I think that helps us build confidence too. So anyway, boy, today we kind of ran the gamut. We talked about how we need to take advantage of the spring energy and and really play and follow our curiosity and joy and just really tap into that that childlike authentic just organic energy that's just you know what we come into this world with you know before all of the b s of life and all the programming of society comes in just like strip it down just strip it back down to like who were we when we were little and like just lose the inhibitions the best we can just practice that and like who cares who cares what people think if they see me swinging at the park and I'm 43 years old you know um just really trying to like allow for those times of play because you know what you never know who might see you and who might also then feel like they have permission to play because We can set, you know, we worry about people thinking that we're weird, but think of all the people who would love to follow suit, but they don't want to be the weird one. So be the weirdo example, like be the one that's not afraid to like swing at the park or I don't know, any, anything, you know, as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else or, or whatever, just, um, you know, singing out loud when you're walking down the street or whatever it is, whatever feels good and feels like it's really making your inner child super happy. So yeah, leaning into this spring energy for that and summer too. It's, it's so good. And then, yeah, if you're interested in, in trying to, you know, get messages from your guides or your higher self using cards. I mean, we talked about some different ways to, to do those card pulls, whether you want to do them daily or some kind of a monthly cycle however you choose to jump into that whether it's the you know astrological sign or the first of the month or the moon cycle however you want to do it um, or your own cycle um, and then you know those those year-long spreads to the year ahead whether it's your birthday or the new year or however you want to do that um, there's all kinds of ways to kind of engage with those cards and just seeing what decks fit for you and just slowly introducing new ones. And, and it's really kind of cool to see how they do tell a story and really do get the message across. And I don't know, like I said, they're a nice anchor. They're a nice way to just really bring some focus to what needs my attention is why I like to use those. Um, they're just tangible. They're visual. I, I really, I need those visual reminders. Yeah. And then yes, just, um, getting quiet and trusting those intuitive hits, writing them down, um, gaining some confidence in that way. So, okay. Well, I hope that this has been helpful. Um, I hope that you've had a chance to get outside in nature today and and just enjoyed this beautiful spring weather that we're having. And well, I hope you are having wherever you are and yeah, until next time. Bye for now.